When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to When in Romance, the place that you go for romance books, not the other stuff. Sorry, we can't help you. But we love us some romance novels and we love to talk about them. So I am Jess. And I am Trisha. And we are happily recording together for the first time ever, looking at each other face to face, not in screens, and it's awesome. Yeah, we are very, uh, we're very close together. We're not sure how it's going to work in terms of sound, but we're excited about it anyway. So yeah, we're yeah. pretty jazzed. And then there's the whole like little cuddle thing that we have to do. It's true. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, we were told uh, when we decided that we were going to record in the same room that you we basically were going to have to sit on each other's laps and stare awkwardly at each other. And we were like, that's fine. That's fine. Sign us up. We're really good at eye contact. We are on board. <laughs> all right. Because we are here. We're in Reno. We we're are. in, we have, we're looking out. You, you all can't see this, of course, but we're looking out at some mountains and also a lot of parking lots. Yeah. Yeah. Even the top of one. Yeah. At least that's nice. That means we can see beyond it. It's true. Um, but yeah, we are here at the Romantic Times Convention. And as we'll talk about in a minute, the very last ever Romantic Times Convention. So it's a good thing I decided to come this year. Yes. Yeah. This is my first and last. Mm-hmm. My everything. Okay. Aww, Sorry. Um, nice. <laughs> we're, we're recording early in the morning, everyone. That's uh, We're getting a little sense of, of how Jess Pride rolls Indeed. at 9 a.m. And Trisha might have coffee, but I just it's have true. water. So it's true. Uh, we'll, we'll see how this works. Um, all right. Well, before we get into everything, should we do a couple of, of sponsor discussions? Yes, let's do that. First of all, okay, um, but, well, I'll, okay, so I'll start with our first official sponsor, but then I'm really excited that we actually know about a different thing. So <laughs> let me start with our first official sponsor for the day. It's uh, Everywhere You Want to Be by Christina June. And this is actually super interesting because apparently it is a modern retelling of the Red Riding Hood story. Interesting. Which I don't know if I've ever seen. You see a lot lot of modern Cinderella, a lot of modern Sleeping Beauty, like a lot of fairy tales. I don't know that I've ever seen a modern Red Riding Hood. So um, it's by author Christina June. Again, Everywhere You Want to Be by Christina June from Blink YA Books. Uh, It's a modern retelling of the Red Riding Hood story. Tilly Castillo thought she lost her chance to be a contemporary dancer, but when a summer job in New York City appears, nothing can stop her from saying yes. Not her mother, not the other cutthroat dancers, and not even her fears of the big city. So apparently um, she gets this uh, commitment, or she's made a commitment to go to Georgetown, but first she wants to go to New York and do this dance thing, and there are two conditions. Um, First, she has to regularly visit her abuela in New Jersey, and second, after the summer, she promises to give up dancing and go off to college. So, I don't know. I feel like, first of all, the cover, I'm tilting my computer so that Jess can see. Oh. The cover's very pretty. The cover's very pretty. And like I said, I'm just super intrigued by this idea of a modern-day Red Riding Hood story. I think... I don't know what that will look like, but... And, you know, 
if I think of it, my brain goes straight to werewolf, but that doesn't look like a werewolfy kind of story. I don't think that's what we're doing here, but no. I, who who knows? Indeed. Sometimes. Um, but yeah, so uh, huge thanks to them for sponsoring this story, uh, the show. Again, that's Everywhere You Want to Be by Christina June, and it is available now. Excellent. Also available now... This is very exciting because we always find out about these things right after we record the podcast. But since we are recording a day late, we're recording on Friday instead of Thursday, mm-hmm. Book Riot is doing a $500 gift card giveaway to the bookstore of your choice. Excellent. No matter what read you are, it's starting today if you are listening to, the, as we always say, we know that you listen to this podcast the minute it hits your feed. Immediately. So it's May 21st when you're listening to this. May 21st is also the starting date for this Book Riot giveaway. Um, you can go to bookriot.com slash bookstore500 to enter. Uh, and I am very proud of us for remembering to mention that here while we are in Reno. I am very proud, too. It's probably because it's almost immediately after we, we found out. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Let's, so let's get talking. Let's, yes, by all means. You want to start first? We, would you like to start by talking about the um, story that we uh, missed by approximately 12 hours last time, Jess? Just imagine, if we had been recording this time last week, we would have been in the thick of it, giving live updates on Twitter, mm-hmm. but we weren't. And so. I, I maintain that I have no regrets. We talked last time about what a delightful podcast it was, that we didn't have to yell at anyone. It was great. And so we didn't, and it was great, and now... Now we have two things to talk about. It's true. It's like, I don't know. So, in the case that you have not heard about this, and you only get your romance news from Trisha and me, um, there is a thing that happened before, starting before Friday, but that's when it really broke, called hashtag cockygate. And... Um, it's interesting how we put gate at the end of everything now, but it make it makes us aware that there is something controversial happening. It's a scandal of some kind. Indeed. And it, this event occurred when it was discovered that author Felina Hopkins um, had issued a trademark application to the USPTO um, to have the word cocky in a romance title or series um, trademarked for her. Therefore, anyone else who used it in a romance title or series would have to either remove their title or change it. Um, You see how that could be a problem. Cocky is not a rare word, especially in romance. I mean, we love our cocky heroes. It's true. They are the best to beat down and make them realize that they need to chill the heck out and fall in love. I feel like some in the last 45 seconds or so, Jess, you might have fit in multiple double entendres that you didn't actually, that you weren't even going for. No, so, no. Uh, respect. Absolutely not. Lots of that happens when I say things and then listen to myself afterwards. But anyway. At any rate. At any rate. So... Um, we were informed, not quite in real time, but as things were developing, that authors were being sent individual cease and desist letters from this author, um, which is interesting because usually those would come from a lawyer. 
Um, and it seemed to me, just from the way that I was experiencing this on Twitter, that she was disproportionately targeting authors of color. Now, I don't know if that is actually what was happening. Maybe more authors of color have used the word cocky in their titles than non-authors of color. Um, or authors not of color. How do you, how do you put... I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that one at another time. Um, but those were the people who were really getting targeted by her. And, you know, it wasn't a good look. Yeah. Well, the whole thing wasn't a good look because this this community is large and the population of authors is enormous and people are going to be using similar titles. Yeah, the community is large. The community is smart and the community is active, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, what we saw as a result of all of this. Mm -hmm. Um, which is actually kind of the fun part of the story. It is. is what we saw as a result. So um, I will let you talk a little bit more about that as well, because I think you have a better handle on it than I do. Um, but we do know, first of all, the thing that happened first was a bunch of people went on Twitter and said, oh, absolutely not. Oh, this is not a thing. Um, and so I think, and actually I will also mention to their credit, RWA, the Romance Writers of America, got involved essentially immediately contacted mm-hmm. Amazon and said, will you please stop removing these titles? Because that was another thing that was happening. Yeah, people's titles were actually, like, people... They, Amazon was using the banhammer pretty liberally because they're afraid of trademark stuff. Like, they, they just... If they hear something's going to happen, they're going to do something about it without any investigation. They just say, oh, no. And, like, that's that's sort of their M.O. Because... There are a million titles on on Amazon, and people have used titles to get around things before. So their their response is always act now, maybe look later. Yeah, and so um, RWA contacted Amazon, said, "Please stop doing this. We're not sure what's actually even happening yet." Um, and Amazon. Uh, to their credit, it was responsive and said, you're right, we'll start reinstating the folks that we've removed. They did that. Um, so one of the first major responses did come from the Romance Writers uh, of America. So good for them. Yeah, and it was that was really great. But before that happened, um, one of the authors, um, which I think is actually an author conglomerate, like they, they um, multiple authors write together under one name, um, you know, got this cease and desist letter and was like, well, crap. Um, So in order to not deal with potential lawsuit, they took down their title and republished it. Their title was Cocky Cowboy. Their new title was The Cockiest Cowboy to Have Ever Cocked. And I see what they did there. Probably like half of Twitter, or at least half of romance Twitter, immediately bought that book. So... In essence, one of the things that Felina Hopkins did was lead us to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, thanks, Felina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a more serious side, um, there are a lot of lawyers in romance, and there are a lot of lawyers in writing in general. And 
what actually ended up happening was an IP, IP intellectual property lawyer who is not involved in romance but is also a writer got on the case and was like, this is not a thing. Think of the implications that this can have for publishing everywhere. Imagine someone getting space trademarked. Imagine someone getting mountain trademarked. Like, this this could lead to a terrible precedent. Mm-hmm. So he was the one who actually led the charge. Hold on. I am going to be good and make sure I tell you all that his name is Kevin Neuper. I'm guessing it's Neuper. K-N-E-U-P-P-E-R. Feel free to tweet at me to tell me if that's wrong. Thank you very much, sir. Um, and he was the one who led... Um, Basically, the charge to um, request the USPTO reconsider and terminate the trademark based on um, false pretenses, because it turns out, if you look back at Ms. Hopkins' history, um, her series wasn't originally called the Cocky Series. It was called the Cocker Brothers. So the Cocker Brothers all had cocky names so you know cocky cowboy cocky billionaire cocky all of that um and i guess people who were looking for it were considering it the cocky series and not the cocker brothers um which makes sense and in order to help her readers she decided to trademark because that way they would only find her books and not accidentally buy other people's books but she didn't do that until well into her series. So, yeah. And I mean, I think the other thing that folks have pointed out is that this is certainly not the first time where romance books have had similar or even the same title. The same title. Um, I think I own books that are the same title. Yeah, there was a, a little bit of a thread um, by authors saying... This is an example of another book that has the same title as mine. I've read it. It's great. Um, Kristen Higgins actually said that there's another book called The Best Man that came out right around the same time that she wrote a book called The Best Man. (laughs) And there's probably five more. That's not a title that is particularly out there, right? So um, I think, yeah, it's the whole thing is a little bit, in some ways, it's very silly. At the same time, you know, it could cost people a lot of money. Uh, Penny Reed in her newsletter made the point that, you know, she's got a series called the Winston Brothers series, which um, we've talked about on this show. Um, and she said it, all of it, the, you know, all of the brothers are bearded. So she's, so all of the titles, you know, it's truth or beard, beard science. Um, I don't know. Bearded mind. Yes. Thank you. Dr. Strange beard. Yes. That's the one that's coming out soon. Uh, and she said, uh, <laughs> she said if someone had trademarked the word beard, they could come after those books and whether or not they would win is not even necessarily the point because you would spend, she as an author would spend so much money battling that dispute and would lose so much money having to remove those books in the interim mm-hmm. that, you know, it could destroy her career as an author. And so um, she, along with a group of other authors, have um, actually put together a very fun anthology. It is called Cocktails, the Cocky Collective, mm-hmm. and it is. I want to say it's it's got to be like thirty it's pretty, different pretty authors. Big. Yeah. Um, 
So I can take a look and see if, if I've got the exact number, but uh, Nana Malone did, I think, the introduction to it. And then, oh, it's an anthology of 40 authors entitled Cocktails, The Cocky Collective. It's out May 26th, but it's available for pre-order now, which I know because I pre-ordered it. <laughs> um, and, I mean, this is a, a solid a solid group of folks. It's yeah. uh, Ali Martinez and uh, Daisy Prescott and Rachel Van Dyken and Kylie Scott. It's, so it's... Um, it's a lot of people mm-hmm. out there. And Nana Malone was one of the authors um, initially targeted by Felina Hopkins. So, and this this anthology has a great purpose, too. Yes, yeah. So they're actually um, doing it to raise money. Thank you, Jess. That's, that's part of the, the important part. Um, <laughs> all net profits are going to be donated to, it's 10% is going to authors already impacted by creative obstruction and then um, RWA has agreed to accept the other 90% as a general donation intended for their advocacy fund um, and they do, they do issue the disclaimer that the anthology is not being conducted on behalf of RWA nor does RWA endorse it but they have graciously agreed to accept the funds so um, so that is one example and again this happened in two weeks mm-hmm. like in the two weeks since we last recorded this podcast this issue arose and this 40 story anthology has come about but this is not the only response this is Uh, not the only response um my favorite thing that happened was cole mccade also known as zen or zen sanders um saw all this happening and he's actually been having a bit of writer's block recently and the day after all of this broke he tweeted and was like so apparently Spite is a really good cure for writer's block. And by the end of the week, he had written a 65,000-word novel called His Cocky Valet, put it up on Amazon, and basically said, come at me. And it sold very well. It sold very well, and I have not seen any bad reviews. Mm -hmm. Like, it's apparently... I bought it. I'm telling you, I bought it. But I haven't read it yet, because... When do I ever read anything immediately? Exactly. You'll <laughs> wait till the time is right. <laughs> Which is probably the flight home. Oh, okay. Um, so anyway, I guess we, we kind of wanted to just do that at the because we had just barely missed that story. And this kind of worked out because now by the time we are talking about it, it has taken a slightly more fun turn. Obviously, people are still being impacted and there's, there's still a lot of um, damage being done to people's titles and their careers and their income. But I very much appreciate, as always, the way that uh, Romance Landia has sort of stepped up to say, no, no, this is not a thing. No. No. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about related to that? I think that covers the most of it. We are looking forward to see what happens with the challenge to the trademark. Mm. And uh, hope that this is a lesson for people who are not aware of the awesomeness that is the romance community of writers and readers and adjacent people. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, this is currently a thing that's happening in the romance world. It it could very easily happen somewhere else. I mean, that was, you know, a point that I saw made on Twitter. If something like this were to hold, you know, and then you're a mystery writer and someone... I don't, I don't don't know as much about mysteries as our colleagues on Red or Dead. Right. But, you know, if someone were to just 
being completely stereotypical, uh, were to copyright Stormy Night, as in <laughs> it was a dark and stormy night. I'm guessing not all stories start that way. But you know, there have to there's there, there's terminology in any genre and in all of fiction and in all of just words. Yeah. That yeah. Um, this it, this would be a terrible precedent. So I don't know. It's this is. It's in the romance world right now, but mm-hmm. if I were an author in any other genre, I would absolutely be paying attention. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, well, on that note, yeah, should we do another uh, sponsor? Let's in like five seconds. Thank you very much to Chemistry Lessons by Meredith Goldstein, um, published by HMH Teen. Um, this is a book that is for, um, modern nerdy girls. Nice. I love it. Yeah. Um, for a 17-year-old Maya, the equation for happiness is simple. A dream internship at MIT, two nerd science, new science nerd friends, a perfect boyfriend, one amazing summer. Um, unfortunately, said perfect boyfriend is not perfect and stupidly dumps her out of the blue. Um, I don't know what's going on with that. Um, but after that, she sort of has to figure out what now. Um, and, uh, you know, she still has all the other cool stuff. So hopefully she realizes that that is just as awesome. But maybe... There's some other fun stuff, too. So the high concept is girl looks for a cure for the common breakup. I like it. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. Um, and uh, Meredith Goldstein has been compared to authors like Jennifer E. Smith, Julie Murphy, Morgan Matson, and Jenny Han. So if any of those authors are your jam... There's a couple on there that are mine. I was going to say, I would be surprised if any of those authors wasn't somebody. Like, yeah. one of those authors has to be pretty much everybody's jam, right? Yeah. So, let's, I mean, who doesn't want to read about a teen science whiz in Cambridge? Who uses her knowledge to crack the chemical equation for lasting love? Um, but instead, she wreaks havoc on herself and the boys in her life. Well, sure. Yeah. I love a little havoc. I love a STEM heroine, and I love a little uh, a little Havoc. Havoc is the best. Yeah. At least as long as it can get sort of corralled and figured out. I mean, I have a feeling by the end, by the end of the book, they'll be able to corral the Havoc. That's usually how it works. Yeah. Um, but, not bef- but not before it's, like, completely unleashed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta love it. So once again, that is Chemistry Lessons by Meredith Goldstein or Stein. I'm sorry, whichever one. Um... And that is available in June, on June 19th, my birthday, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, happy early birthday. Thank you. I'm excited. That's a, It's a good day for books. I've been looking at it. Like, it's been a while since my birthday was on a Tuesday. And nice. It's a good day for books. Well, that's very exciting. You, everyone uh, can just hop on, pre-order that book for Jess for her birthday. Right. Well, although, the show notes. not everyone, because, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. You probably don't need... <laughs> Many, many copies. You can pre-order them uh, on Jess's behalf for all of your... In Jess's name for all of your friends. There you go. That's better. That's better. It'll make me feel good. Um, so, yes, that is Chemistry Lessons, June 19th, 
available for pre-order. We will have the link in the show notes so that you can pre-order it now. Um, all right. So we did mention earlier that we are here in uh, the biggest little town, city, biggest little city biggest in the world. Biggest little city in the I world, think, I Reno, think. Reno, Nevada, at the RT convention. We also mentioned um, it, it's, a, it's a bittersweet RT because we found out earlier this week that it is the very last Romantic Times Book Lovers Convention. Um, after I'm quoting now from the email that came out um, earlier this week from... Um, Carol Stacy, who has been the publisher and RT convention executive for many, many years, um, she said, after 37 years of serving the book community with news and reviews, Romantic Times, aka RT Book Reviews, the RT VIP Salon, and the RT Book Lovers Convention will be retiring effective immediately. They're going to keep the website live for about a year so that folks can still find the um, blogs, reviews, and award nominees and winners, but there's not going to be any new content, and after a year, they're going to take the website down. So now... What this means is that in addition to the convention that Jess and I are at now and that I've been at the last couple of years uh, coming to an end, RT as a publication, um, which I want to say about two years ago, moved to be an exclusively online publication, Mm -hmm. um, that will also cease to exist. Um, I think I saw a little bit of feedback on Twitter from some, some folks who had done reviews for them that they had kind of seen the writing on the wall because they had not been asked to do any reviews for a Mm. couple of months so they sort of knew that was coming um but yeah a lot of people are 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 very surprised by this i don't know that i am super surprised i don't know that i'm surprised but i am still sad in part because i mean as much as i love the ritas Mm -hmm. their awards speak to me more yeah, or at least the they awards. definitely have the past couple of years. There, the RT oh, reviewers awards. Yeah, like if you look at this year's compared to the Rita's for the same period of time, they're very different. Yeah, and I don't know if that's just because the RWA consists mostly of authors, and the RT voting contingency is reviewers Mm -hmm. um but like the things that have come out even though like some of the titles of the the award categories are kind of ridiculous oh yeah um as you've heard us say Mm -hmm. um they spoke to me because they were all my favorite books yeah um yeah so yeah yeah no and we talked about that a couple of weeks ago on the last episode of the podcast that for as much as we'd um, had a little bit of fun with what the different categories were, at the end of the day, the books that ended up winning awards and the authors that ended up, you talked a lot about the Career Achievement Awards, mm-hmm. the authors that ended up winning awards um, were folks that, that we both really enjoy and, and respect a lot. And and that's not to say necessarily that the folks who are nominated for Rita's aren't also very talented authors, but... And other folks that we enjoy in, yeah. in some categories. Absolutely. But this did... I am with you. This... the I recognized a lot more of the titles in the RT. It seemed this year in particular to be a, a more inclusive mm-hmm. group of authors. Um, uh, we talked last year... or We talked two weeks ago about how uh, Alyssa Cole's uh, An Extraordinary Union was named the book of the year. Mm-hmm. And I think... Was it Courtney Milan that tweeted about that? I think so. Uh, but you can... 
was it like about how now it's the book of the year forever? It's the book of the year forever. I can't. I was it Courtney Milan. I, I will have to verify that. But since this this the is the last RT, made. yeah, <laughs> there will be. Yeah, there will no no longer be a book of the year. So yeah. an extraordinary union will forever be the RT book of the year forever, forever. Um, and yeah, I th- so I do think I think that that is um, probably the biggest loss. Um, so. It'll be interesting to see if something else can come in to replace those awards. Um, something else that's maybe a little bit more reader focused, a little bit more reviewer focused right. than what the reader kind of focuses on. Mm-hmm. Not that romance writers aren't also readers, because we certainly we know that they are. But yeah. but I think and then there's the whole fact that the reader you ha- you basically have to buy it. Yeah, I was just gonna say I don't think you. I don't think you even nominate yourself for an RT award. No, I think it's like, what do you want? Yeah, and yeah. I think they just go back through whatever they've reviewed over the year, and mm-hmm. and they reviewed a lot of books. But at the same time, I you know there was a lot of folks on Twitter who were really bummed to see the um, the I'm using magazine like sort of quote unquote because it's not a hard copy magazine anymore, but the the publication I guess mm-hmm. come to an end. At the same time, I don't. I don't know when the last time, to be honest, that I went to RT to, see to actually what, read things. Yeah, see what a review looked like. What you know, and yeah. um, that's and that's not a dig against the way that they were doing reviews or any of that. I think my experience was when they transitioned from being a hard copy publication to a print magazine. I didn't feel like the user experience was very good. I would get a little bit of frustrated with it. And mm-hmm. so uh, my first year that I went to RT, so two years ago, I got a free digital subscription to that publication. And I used it maybe twice mm-hmm. because it just, I couldn't remember my login. Or I couldn't figure out how to get from one page to another. It just, for me, it wasn't a good fit. And mm-hmm. if for me it wasn't a good fit, then, you know, I don't know what the demographics are of the folks that were reading that hard copy magazine. But right. if I didn't make the transition... I wonder how many people did. Actually did and and did it well. And, you know, this could be a situation where even if it was the top publication online, Mm -hmm. when it's privately owned Mm -hmm. and the people who own own the magazine, run the convention, all of that, want to retire, like... Yeah. Then that that's it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there is nothing we can hold against people who have done the work and done the time saying, we're tired and we want to move on to different things. Yeah. Um, and, and Carol's email does mention um, how proud she is of the work that they've done. And I think that is absolutely warranted. I it's They've done some incredible work with the magazine, with the website, as we mentioned with the awards, with the convention. Um, they have provided some tremendous service to readers and writers and the industry mm-hmm. over the course of the last more than three decades, nearly four decades. Um, so huge, huge thanks to them. My, yeah, that they, I'm just kind of thinking maybe what they saw in tandem with their retirement was that it was time, you mm-hmm. know, that we're kind of moving to a different review model as readers very much so and um so it's time to to do something different although it does look like they're looking to maintain the convention in a slightly different way yeah the person who i think is the coordinator for rt book lovers con um 
has already started the steps for book book lovers con I think yes it's, it's called um and in New Orleans next year around this time of year early or mid to late May um and has already gotten some authors on board it's a short list and a almost completely white list so hopefully they're just in early stages and we'll have quite the excellent list by the time they're ready to really push for next year. Um, I don't know if I'll make it, but I really want to, to see like what this convention looks like separated from a publication. Yeah, it'll be, it seems to, you are, you are, so the authors that they have so far, I mean, it's they're great authors, right? It's Christine Fia and Sylvia Day, Jennifer L. Armitrout, Jill Chavez, uh, Shayla Black, Lexi Blake, Karen Rose, and Rayanne Thane, um, who are great authors. Mm-hmm. But as just mentioned, that is a pretty white list of folks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there will be other people, and mm-hmm. we look forward to seeing how they make that group of people more inclusive. It's also, I think, and I haven't read all of these authors, I think it is a pretty heteronormative it it's uh, pretty i mean or hetero- focused there's um, there's some in some of them but even those authors who kind of write outside of the heteronormative scope primarily write um male female yeah. very straight authors yeah so again authors we're very excited about and we look forward to seeing how much more inclusive that the longer list of folks can become. So that will be great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also our sense, and I can't remember where we saw or read this, so I hope I'm not just making up stuff. <laughs> uh, our sense is that it is um, also maybe a little bit broader than just romance. That is what I have gotten from the conversation about it, but I haven't seen anything official. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got the romance authors because... I mean, it's quite possible that the organization of this has happened over the past week. And romance authors are the people that they are most in contact with. So those are the people that they can immediately sign on for something like this. Yeah. And it may also be that, you know, it's a heavy romance focus with a little bit of outside stuff. Because, to you know, to be fair, RT as a publication also reviewed non-romance genres, mm-hmm. um, which we kind of joked about, right? Like. Yeah was Lee Child going to come and accept his award if he happened to win the RT award that he was nominated for in, right. I think, the mystery or suspense or whatever um, category. that was. The, so they did have awards as well in non-romance categories. So it may be that um, this is a heavily focused on romance convention that branches out a bit. I, it, it'll be interesting to see how it looks like, what it, how it shapes up over yeah. the course of the next few months. And it's really interesting because just thinking about that, how, you know it might be romance focused with a lot of other little things. Um, I cannot off the top of my head think of something that is labeled a convention that is all book focused or even genre focused. Like there are book festivals across this country that have kind of convention feels. You go to panels, you go to signings, you might be able to talk to people. There's opportunities to buy things book related but like go into a building stay there for several days go to events go to meetups get 
books signed for free, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I this is the only thing that is reader focused that I can think of. Mm-hmm. So it would be it, it would be awesome to see Book Lovers Con as it builds from the first year to like establish itself as something that is like this is for people who love books and want to spend time around other people who love books and the people whose books they love. Yeah. So Yeah, so I do yeah, I mean I think there's a lot of potential there mm-hmm. and we will see how it all comes together. And thanks to RT for giving us Lots of time, energy, and books, books, books. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Speaking of which, actually, we um, I did my count yesterday. I'm at uh, two days in, so we're still with it. Another full day of RT left to go. I'm at thirty three. I I couldn't bring myself to count. I just looked at all the stacks on my love seat and said, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's fair. That's fair. Also, uh, <laughs> should we actually should we before we before we embark on our last day of RT, should we talk a little bit about some of the books we've collected that we are excited about? Let's. Um, this is a funny story. Actually, this is not a book that I was able to get yesterday. Although I might be able to get it tomorrow because she said she was going to have different books at the giant, frighteningly large. Um, book thing that they do author on sign. Saturday yeah. um, that's off, off, like hundreds of authors signing in one room with hundreds of people getting books signed. It's wild. Um, but I talked to um, paranormal author Giovanna Reeves uh, and she does interesting things with Mpreg and also other things. And I noticed that one of her um books was called Jordan's Pride spelled P-R-Y-D-E if you don't know that is my last name so I was like okay what's happening here and then I read about what Jordan's Pride is actually about there's there's some some shifters involved there and the other hero of that book his name is Duncan Pride and um Duncan is my grandmother's maiden name, so I was like, oh my god, it's Mm -hmm. a sign. I have to read this. Mm -hmm. So I'm really looking forward to reading that book. Yeah. Um, But that is very personal, and I can't say anything else about it because I know nothing else about it. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll look forward to hearing just whether whether it turns out to be... Whether Giovanna Reeves is following me, yeah. yeah. Whether it, like yeah, we'll she's maybe out. secretly just writing about your whole. If your life was a, a paranormal romance, what featuring would it look two like? men, featuring two men, yeah. What would it look like? What would it look like? Well, we'll find out. I promise you, we will find out. I mean, it's all it's, it's all we can wait for uh, in the over the course of the next. Um, couple of weeks. Uh, So the book that I pulled first is, I think, one that Jess is excited about, too. Um, One of the things that I mentioned to Jess before we started recording is that I've been trying to focus in on getting, picking up more romantic suspense and paranormal, Mm because those are some genres that I would like to read more of. Same. Um, And I was very happy to find in my bag, in my RT registration bag, a book called I Am Justice by Diana uh, Munoz-Stewart, which apparently has a badass heroine. Justice Parrish takes down bad guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was rescued from the streets by the world-renowned Parrish family and joined their covert sisterhood of vigilante assassins. I wrote that down. I mean, (laughs) right? (laughs) Like, 
even if you know nothing else about the book, like even if there's no romance in this book, which there is obviously, uh, yeah. you know, there's a guy who left the special forces to found a humanitarian group, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, fine. Um, I'm sure the, uh, his story is also very interesting, but yeah, you had me at covert sisterhood of vigilante assassins, especially because her next target is a sex trafficking ring. So, um, also that the sub like, line on the cover of the book is he's done with war and she's just getting started oh man i do love a romantic suspense book where um it is the heroine who is kicking ass and taking names absolutely so again that one's i am justice uh by diana munoz stewart um i don't know if you would like to say anything more about it jess besides i mean i i was sold at um covert sisterhood of vigilante assassins like we're going to keep saying that phrase to you Mm -hmm. because those words yeah we might just have to call the book that but we won't we'll call it i am (laughs) we'll call it i am justice because someone picked the name and which is actually that's also a great name Mm -hmm. so yeah good for them so that's one that i'm excited about i don't know you got another one I am excited about Kimberly Kincaid's Fearless in part because when I got it signed yesterday, um, she was signing and just while she's signing, happily as a clam, just says, so it's Chicago Fire meets Cinemax. You'll love it. And that's all she said and handed me the book. And I was like, you were very right. I will. It's like everyone at RT knows you so well. It's like <laughs> you are truly amongst your people here. It, 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 I really am. Almost in a way that is uh, a little creepy, a little intrusive. Just yeah. a touch, just a touch. It's like, why are you watching me? Mm-hmm. Um, but please continue and write the books that I want you to. If there's a forced proximity element to uh, the Kimberly Kincaid book, I feel like <laughs> we may have to get a restraining order. Uh I don't know if that is the case, although, I mean, firefighters have to work together a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So this one is about Cole Everett, who works in the firehouse, um, and he is asked to mentor a rookie. And the new guy is nobody other than Savannah. And, yeah, Cole is sort of unhappy about that, but... You know, we'll see what happens. So I feel like this is likely to be enemies to lovers, forced proximity, Chicago Fire meets... I'm looking... I got the same book, and so I'm looking at my copy of it now. So yeah, I feel like... uh, (laughs) feel like you might enjoy this one, Jess. I think so. And, you know, there's an element of we have to be firefighters and, like, do stuff to save people, too. It's true. So, it's you know, true. it's not just, like, firehouse real world. No, where it's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably it's like there are nothing some else happens. <laughs> there are actual fires. I might read firehouse real world, to be honest. I would, too. Yeah. I think I've read at least one where it's, like, they're firefighters, but you never see them fight fire. They're just always in the house. <laughs> But, you know, that's a very safe community. I was going to say, that's I, uh, a <laughs> yeah. small-town romance firehouse, probably, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, yeah, I'm pretty jazzed about that one, too. Uh, I, think that, I think that will be lovely. Um, I met an author uh, named Tess Thompson at um, the... Well, actually, I met her in line, picking up my registration bag. Awesome. Um, and then I met her again at an indie uh, author soiree, I think it was called. Mm. Uh, it wasn't just a party. It, it wasn't a meet and greet. I believe it was a soiree. 
Excellent. Yeah, it was very classy. Um, and she had a book that was, it, it's, it was online, so I um, ended up buying it for $1.50. Mm-hmm. It's called Traded. It's a Brody and Kara's story. Here's the great thing about this book, Jess. Kara mm-hmm. is in the Witness Protection Program, having just testified against her father, who is a crime lord. She found out he was a crime lord, this whole thing. Uh-huh. She testified against him. Uh-huh. Now she's in Witness Protection because she's sure that he will order her, like, Killed. Yes. Uh, So she goes into witness protection, ends up working for Brody, who is the... Oh, she's a a nurse. So she goes out to do stay-at-home care for um, parents of Brody, who is the NFL-winning quarterback. You got me. Yeah, right? (laughs) There's so much about it that's great, right? Like, all of a sudden, I'm in. Uh, And I actually started reading this book, and I realized I really like it when the couple does not meet immediately. Uh-huh. Like, they don't meet until they're, like, tw- I'm like 20% in, and they just met. Oh, nice. Which I have realized is, like, a it's kind of a slow burn because you get to see, like, sort of how their trajectory... You guys can't see this. I'm, like, putting my fingers closer and closer together, and now they're touching. So, like, you, you see how the trajectory moves and moves and moves and moves, and then they finally meet. Because you're wondering, for that whole 20%, 45 minutes, however long you're reading, mm-hmm. How are they going to get these two people together? Like, they seem to be in very different places. Yes. Both geographically and in terms of life choices. Right. But they do get together. And now we'll see what's going to happen. I don't know. That's exciting. I'm a little worried about Kara and her safety, but it's going to be fine. (laughs) All right. You got another one? I do. I am really excited about this book that I managed to pick up a hard copy of, um, because people have been talking about it on Twitter, especially people who have been participating in Rombook Love um, on um, Twitter, because it was a very popular choice in Rockstar romances. Yes. And this is Syncopation by Anna. Is it Anna? I think it's Anna. Zabo, um, the first book in the Twisted Wishes series. And um, we've got the front man who gets into some scandal and then they need a new drummer and there's all kinds of things. I love internal rock band stories. Like I love rock star and not rock star stories. Those are probably my favorite rock star stories. But I really love watching like people who work together sort of figure their stuff out because they have to work together mm-hmm. and then they have to Usually, they live together for a long period of time. They live on a bus. Yeah. I read this book. They're on a bus. <laughs> so, you know, like, how do you get around that if you're, like, slowly going from not quite liking each other to dealing with each other mm-hmm. every day? Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, so I actually read that book um, recently. It, did, it came out relatively recently, and I put it on the male-male um, um, romance list that I did about a month ago. Mm-hmm. It was, if it wasn't my favorite book on that list, it's, it was one of my favorite books on that list. Because it's, you know what people kept um, mentioning, too, about it, that I didn't realize I liked it until the Rome Book Love threads, was they called it a found family romance. Oh, I love which was, that. I don't know if that was a term I was necessarily familiar with, but once I saw it in connection with that book, I knew immediately what it meant. Because mm-hmm. this band is so close, and they're so tight-knit, and... They do struggle with certain things in ways like they argue or they fight or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like you said, they're living together and they're living together on a bus. Yeah. And so like they yeah. are, it's, but yeah, it was, they're super supportive of each other. 
I am very, very excited about the next book in the series. I don't know when it's coming out, but I really want it to come out now. Sorry. Um, Sorry. But, it's going to be a while. And I will say this, too, about that book. It is very steamy. I'm excited. There's, yes, there's a lot of steam on that bus. You know me and steam. I love anything that I can use fire emojis for in reviews, I, I want. There will be a lot of fire emojis, awesome. I think. Yes. Yeah. And I'm really happy you said that about found family. I love found family stories. It was a term I don't think I had heard until um, a friend of mine was in a, um, a musical that was based around that concept and he used it a lot when he was talking about it um the musical southern comfort it's not on uh, off broadway anymore um but you know read about it somewhere um but like that idea was like oh my gosh i have not heard those words before but i love every story that i've ever read that consists of people like dealing with it and you know like um kathy yardley's um, Phantom Hearts books. Oh yeah, have a lot of that kind of, that mm -hmm. kind of feel. Yeah, I feel like yeah, a lot of sort of the what people tend to call new adult like uh, stories of people in their twenties, mm -hmm. kind of like figuring out who your family is when you maybe move away from the family you grew up with. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's some of that in yeah. Syncopation as well. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm excited. Syncopation by Anna Zabo. Yeah, it's out now. Yeah, it's and it's great. Um, so my last book is one that I'm actually not entirely sure is a romance, but I'm still very excited about it, and it might be a romance. I mean, I got it at RT, so I'm going to claim it. Uh, it's called Have You Met Nora? It's by Nicole Blades. Um, and I picked it up at the Kensington event yesterday. Here is the, the blurb on the cover by Attica Luck, by the way. If Gillian Flynn wrote a 21st century take on imitation of life, it would be this book. So I don't necessarily know exactly what to expect from it. But I don't either. I know I'm interested. Also, I love the cover. Yeah, the cover is great. It's, yeah, it's gorgeous. So take a look for no other reason than that. Um, but it seems to be a uh, sort of a, sec not secret identity, but like kind of a, a story wherein um, a woman is... Well, it's I will read you the excerpt. She's blossomed from a wealthy surgeon's beautiful daughter to elegant socialite to being the top fashion stylist in the country, and Nora McKenzie is only days away from marrying into one of New York's richest, most powerful families. But her fairy tale rise is rooted in an incredible deception, one scandal away from turning her perfect world to ashes. What no one knows is that Nora is the biracial daughter of a Caribbean woman and a, a long-gone white father. She was adopted and abused by her mother's employer, then sent to an exclusive boarding school to buy her silence. Nora has found that passing as a white woman could give her everything she never had. And now she is encountering an ex-classmate who she betrayed, who is threatening to sort of pull it all apart. Like I said, I'm not sure necessarily where the romance element is if it's there at all but either way i'm excited about the book and i got it at rt so i still feel like i can recommend it here absolutely absolutely it's yeah it sounds really fascinating and i've been trying to sort of branch out and read things that don't might not have romance like obviously written into the blurb but other people i trust have told me that it is romance like Aya de Leon mm -hmm. like I probably would never have picked up one of her books because they seem very like heist plus social justice mm -hmm. um, which is awesome but if I'm going to read romance I'm I wouldn't pick up a heist plus social justice book but then 
someone said heist plus social justice plus romantic story i was like gimme gimme yeah um and so that that that's just a random recommendation for you go ahead and check out Leon. <laughs> what book anything in particular um what was the one that i just read mm. well the first one is the boss okay um which is fantastic um strippers um unionizing and and that kind of thing like you said heist plus social justice plus romance yeah i like it yeah um, all right, well, we will, if, if there's a different one that you want to um, recommend us, we will link to it in the, in the show notes as well. Okay. And all of these titles will be in the show notes. Um, any parting words from, from here at the very last ever Romantic Times convention? It was great knowing you, RT. Yeah. <laughs> thanks uh, for the memories. Thanks for the memories. Uh, my first, my last, my everything. But um, it's true. I'm really glad that I made it out this year because it's one of the things that's been on my to-do list for a while, and I was finally able to get it into the schedule. Well, and I'm very glad you made it out this year, too. I've had a, a couple of... I, this is now my third year at RT. I've had uh, some very, very wonderful experiences. Very glad I got to spend this one with you, and we still have a day of fun ahead of us. I know. Um, but huge thanks to the folks uh, at RT for, for their work over the over the course of time. Um, we are very grateful to them for that. Absolutely. Um, and we will link to the new uh, Book Lovers Con in our show notes. All mm-hmm. of the other links will be in there as well. Um, you can find Jess and I online. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Trisha underscore reads. And I am on Twitter at Jess is reading. And uh, we are on Instagram as well. Um, I am at Trisha Haley Brown. And I am at Jess underscore is underscore reading. Seriously, if any of these books that are following your life end up with underscores related to any of these characters, we're going to know. We're going to know. It's going to be a lot of drama. What have you been doing? Um, Yeah, so reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Um, Of course, rate and review the podcast. It helps other people find it. Absolutely. Uh, As always, that is less of a priority if you don't like it. But still, we're happy to hear uh, what 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 you would recommend we do differently. Absolutely. Um, So we are off now to go have more fun uh, at RT, but we are looking forward to talking to you again soon. In the meantime, happy reading. Happy reading. Happy reading.